Hi. Hi. Today's podcast is brought to you by the director's chair of cinema. Susie is sitting in a director's chair at this like, moment. Like, it's not director's chair, it's a camping chair with outdoor camping chair. I don't have a chair in my room. Everything is made of hardwood. That I do have a chair, but it's like so uncomfortable. So this is my solution. I have a camping chair in my literally indoors. But what is funny is that she sits in the corner and surveys the scene as if she is the director on set. Rolling. Action. Today we're going to talk about jobs and filming jobs, especially in Korea. Mm. I don't know if we can say how to get it, where to look at. We're sure. not going to talk about that. More about what's like difference in amateur and professional hobbyist, enthusiast. Sure. And how do you draw the line and how do you approach people for getting jobs? I'm going to give you all my trade secrets in this one. Ooh. So if you want to work with us or literally you want to work with anybody, this is how to get the job. So take notes. That's a big promise. Maybe I overpromised there. Yeah, you're over. Maybe maybe I should underpromise. These are some rando thoughts we have on the subject. They may or may not help you. They may be super not helpful at all. So prepare yourself for that. Or is that better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may try this method and might not work out. Don't blame us. Your mileage may vary. Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> That's the disclaimer noise. Yeah. Rolling. In job seeking, there's a concept of front door and back door. So the front door is I cold email. I send my email, my resume through a front door. I answer a job posting. Nobody knows who you are. It's much harder to get in. The back door is I know somebody that recommends me for the position. Mm -hmm. Or in Korean, I think my favorite phrase is parachute. Parachute phrase comes from you know someone from the top who actually um, gave you the job instead of like going through all this interview and actual the process. So you're not going up the ladder from the bottom, uh-huh, from entry level mm-hmm. and working your way up. You're coming in from the top. I think always having the back door is always better. Of course. Because they will consider you first or, you know, it's like, it's better. It is. You've, you're, pre, you're pre-screened a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one-on-one dating. When you, <laughs> when you know, when someone sets you up, it's much more like, oh, it's like a friend of friend. It's better than blind dating, you know? Mm. It's like, has a different kind of mindset. Yeah. Know? And the actually the good jobs are never posted because it gets hired by people recommendations and of they're being, fishing out for people or like people like that. There's a lot of great jobs that's not even posted on the hiring. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Rolling. Action. Yeah, so let's talk about email for a second. I think Susie has been the person at her company that answers the front door emails Mm. multiple times. Yeah. So um, I think you've seen the best of the best and the worst of the worst when it comes to emails. What are your, like, email sins? What are the worst things that happen? There's no clear... What are you asking for? If you're asking, for instance, like cold email, emailing about job, you have to send a really strong email that's very clear what you do and what you're good at and what you can help with me. So that three things has to be very clear. If you're applying for an editing position, then there's going to be questions they automatically have. Which editing programs are you comfortable with? Which one do you prefer? Do you have your own equipment? Can you do sound and color correction? These are natural questions that are going to come up. Don't make me ask them. Just tell me in your email. Because I don't want to like think about what is this person emailing me about or, right. you know. And exactly, if you say like I'm very passionate about film, that doesn't prove me anything. One thing I need to really know is how good you are. Tell me what you've done 
don't tell me what you want to do. I don't want to hear that because I don't care that you want to be a screenwriter. Or I don't care that your passion is directing. I want to know what do you have experience doing. And also it happens a lot. People think, oh, I want to do this, like, and never actually show me your work. Right. That's so, like, I'm like, huh? Like, I'm, you know, I don't know how to start here, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that's a bad email already. You have to send your portfolio or resume, even for internship, even for assistance job or like non-paid gig. I don't know what stage of filmmaking expertise yeah, you're, you're in. in. Exactly. If you send me your portfolio or your demo reel, mm -hmm. I will look at a piece you have made and I will know where you are. Mm -hmm. And I will have a better idea of how I could actually help you and if I could actually help you. If you send me something that is Wes Anderson quality, mm -hmm. then I will be like, you should not be asking me for help because I don't know how I could help you, but yeah. let's be friends so we can make cool things together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you send me something that's clearly a shot on my iPhone fun project, that I'm gonna give you much different recommendations. And if you sent me something that was clearly, I'd like to improve my narrative video editing game, please give me some tips. Like that's a completely different conversation. So yeah. you gotta send me your work so I know what it, where you're at. Rolling. Action. So usually when you have professional experience, it's never in quote-unquote everything. Yeah, it's, nope, yeah. If you do everything, you're not good at That anything. means you've done nothing. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you don't have a clear ask about what it is that you're specializing in, you're probably not a professional. Mm -hmm. You're maybe an enthusiast. An enthusiast. Because sound is not one thing. You, you could be a Foley, Foley exactly. artist. Exactly. Are you a Foley artist? Are you a sound recorder? Are you a mixer who only does post-production? Like, which is it? Are you a musician? You know, like, I make sound background music. Sure. You know, there's a lot of, like, expertise in this film. And, like, sound could be, like, I'm a mic person. And I'm going to be charged of the mics. Or and then like even that. then, if you're a mic person, are you better? Are you equipped for uh, doing studio mics at a music gig? Or mm -hmm. are you equipped for live stage gigs? Or are you a mic person for documentary on the fly? Like, which type of mic dude are you? Yeah. And I see it happen a lot. People say stuff like, oh, I know how to do all the aspects of production. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. If you want to actually show me that you know how to do everything, then you'd say something like, I have taken this role in this film and this role in this film. Here's some clips from these films so you can see the quality of my work. Yeah. What makes professional and the amateurs different when I ask for like, oh, I'm interested in you as a person. I saw a few things. Can I have an actual portfolio? Or like I asked for like a resume or like a demo reel. They literally say they have it. it. They have it Boom. ready. Like what is this like a week after, two weeks after sending? Because you had to make it? Because you weren't ready? If I don't have a demo reel ready, it's I'll be fun. like, this is the most recent project I've worked on. Yeah, exactly. But you have to be ready. Like what, what is this like delay on it and not getting back so, to me at ASAP? Right. Because like that's nonsense. This is kind of a pet peeve of mine. You have to make it easy if you're asking somebody for a favor. Mm -hmm. If you send an email and you're asking for help, you have to match their time, you have to respect that they're busy, and if they go ahead and extend the hand of, yeah, yeah, I wanna do this, you have to be really willing to get back to them quickly, you have to be willing to follow their advice, you have to be willing to match whatever works for their schedule because you're asking them for a favor, they don't have to do it. Don't be picky about when you meet. You need to be like, let me know what your availability is like and I'll try and find a time that matches, you know? Mm -hmm. Or you could say, I'm free anytime on Tuesday, Thursday, 
after 3 p.m., even if it's just a short phone call. Like, you have to make it easier for people to say yes. Mm. If you send an email that's like, how do I get a job? That's like a really big question. Nobody's gonna like write 12 paragraphs. Or like, tell me about Seoul. Like, I how don't to know get what, visas. I don't know what to recommend you because I don't know what you like. There's so many different things. That's a really hard email to answer. So if you're gonna ask somebody for a job, or even if you're just gonna try and form a relationship with them, I think you have to make it very easy for them to do that. Yeah, and I think Lee has that kind of questions much, much more than me, of course. You have a lot of experience that, you know, people think. It's true. So People do think that I'm not professional, professional somehow. Still ask about, like, how do I get to Korea and have a job? That's like, isn't that like <laughs> five years ago? Like, oh, come on, people, move on. Like, this is like 2000. 17 we're not in the 2002 era <laughs> so like you're asking on twitter that's not the right way like even though she wants to how are you going to answer like maybe one quick question but like don't ask question that kind of question on twitter and like expect if it's not 140 character answer mm, to that first question. of all and like i get like perplexed about this kind of questions first of all it's public it's on the internet why are you asking me <laughs> yeah i mean yeah rolling People only talk about me, 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 me. Here's mm -hmm. what I want. Here's why I'm applying to your job. Here's what I'd like to do. Here's like, it's all very self-centered. When you're applying for a position, it should be about them. What can you offer them? Here's how I can help your company. Here's some ideas I might have about your projects. Mm -hmm. Here's why I think I'd be a good fit for your team. Here's mm -hmm. why I think I'd be an asset for this company. Mm -hmm. Not, I really like finance, so I thought that I would apply to Bloomberg because finance is my passion. Mm. It needs to be more like, I have areas of expertise in this, and I think it would be not a great opportunity for me to learn. Of course it's a great opportunity for you to learn, mm -hmm. but I think I would be an asset to the Bloomberg team because I have the most cutting up, you know, cutting edge information on blank, blank, and blank, because I have experience in this particular field that you're expanding into, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't want to be vague, but like maybe we can. Finance is a bad example because I know nothing about finance. finance. <laughs> I can do numbers. <laughs> Let's maybe think of a better example. Yeah. So. Yeah. So sending work and thinking about how you can actually help the other person, I think, is a good thing. Like mm -hmm. what you can offer a value. Um, how about you write one to me? Okay. Hi, Lee. I'm Susie. I make videos on the internet too. I watched your video. I thought it was really amazing. I'm very into Wes Anderson and also I think I like your cheeky kind of humor and I'm here for a few weeks and here's my work. I've tried to do this kind of things. It's been unsuccessful. I would like to ha um, buy you a coffee. I would like to ask you about film industry in Korea and how to meet people in Korea. Hopefully you will consider. Thanks. That's pretty good. Something like that. It's like out of the fly. I'll be mm. much better in written form. Of like, course, of course. Basically, I introduce myself, who I am, why I'm emailing you and like you know, like, this is something I do too, so here's my work, if you're interested, mm. you think, I mean, you have to, like, say, hey, like, this is my work, if you're, yeah. like, as you, a creative. You definitely have to, because hey, also, man, I don't know, I don't want to meet you when you're, like, just send me an email and say, I don't know if you're a creeper, I don't know if you make porn, True. I don't know if you make, you know, like, I don't know, awful things, or, Great. like, here's, here's an even bigger point that I don't mm. know if you're thinking of, which is that if you're not tailored specifically for the job, if it's clearly a generic email, that, to me, is my number one email sin. 
Like for instance, like if I post a position for a video editing assistant and your email is all about how you have all this producing experience, I'm a producer, writer, director, that's obviously not getting off on the right foot. So instead mm. you want to say, I'm familiar with these programs or here's some examples of things I've edited. You have to kind of tailor your email to the person who's going to be reading mm -hmm. it. Do your research. You have to really research hard on what their projects are and yep. what they lacking at or you think you can improve rather than lacking, I would say improve their projects, improve whatever they're doing, you have to have that approach. If it's a super professional company, don't come in being kind of like loosey-goosey and jokey because they're going to want somebody that's super serious and professional. But if they're like a really out, out there, artsy, exciting company, you might mm. want to come with a little flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rolling. Action. Referral is a big, we haven't talked about that. Maybe that's the last thing we should talk about. Referrals is a huge way that people get jobs. Mm -hmm. And not just the like parachuting down, you knew somebody from the top, but like. Um, You're so good at your job, I wanna recommend to everyone I know. Mm, <laughs> that definitely happens. Yeah, I think my, like all my job experience were actually referrals. Like, uh, I don't think I never like submitted for a job. So like I don't really know how to go to the door, <laughs> which well, is the greatest, you know. <laughs> like, you, you don't know, but yet you've managed to meet a lot of business people you wanted to meet through the front door. So yeah, 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 true, true, true. So it's not like you've not used the front door. You wanted a, I think you wanted a mentor that was in a go that, that would help you go in a different direction. Yeah, wanted to a different direction. So I reached out and like kind of potential mentor and turned into my boss. He, you know, it's funny. So literally, I wanted, hey mentor, how about a job here? I'm like, that's <laughs> great. But it's not like a, that's an ideal situation. But you know, sometimes like it, jobs get, what should I say, invented because you're so good. You know. Yeah. For sure. I mean, sometimes people look at your resume and say, wow, you could really do this thing for us that wasn't on the docket before, but we really like to have this happen at our company based on your expertise. That mm -hmm. definitely happens in the creative world. Yeah. Or I have friends that are exceptionally good at what they do, mm -hmm. like Drone Friend is an amazing director of photography. He has more work than he can handle. So instead of just turning down work, what happens is he recommends other people for the job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for example, the other day he was telling me like the company could have just posted a public job and then taken applications and then interviewed people, but they don't know how to tell a good helicam director from a bad helicam director. So they basically just called the guy they used last time and said like, do you know anyone who can do this? And he gave him three or four names. The job was never made public just because yeah, that's it, how they got yeah. the work was referrals from him. Exactly. I think a lot of creative work comes from that. I think so too. Because sometimes it's very technical. You know, and yeah. you have to really know someone who knows someone that does really good job. It's really hard. It's true. Unless you're a production company, they know what they're doing. Yeah. It's really hard to really, ooh, who's good or not good? Mm. And I think I learned a lot from working through who's good editor or not. Yeah. Oh my god. You can tell now. Oh, I can tell. I'm like so like, mm 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 mm. If you don't do sound mixing, what are you doing with your life, mm. first of all? If you don't <laughs> archive, what are you doing with your life? Uh, and if you like not manage your files, what are you really doing? What are you doing? doing? People? And, yeah, and also like, um, it's really diff you know, very different. Rolling. Action. We have actually, like, we're not just making the shit up. We've actually done this. And like, I've done it several times that was so successful and you have done it multiple times as well. And we've done it together and we had so, so much like successful rate actually meeting the people we wanted to meet and actually get a job even. 
out of it. Yeah. So, um, we've done it. We've done this. This is our advice because this is what has worked for us. Yeah. You have to be very specific on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think attitude helps. And, um, you know, if like, I don't know if you guys are interested in us going into much more specific detail about things like film, like much more very, very specific things we could, but I feel like that's kind of boring for anybody that's not, I think the general stuff is more helpful. But it's film stuff. People I know. like it. I think it's like, that's the problem though, is that sometimes, this is how, this is the whole reason we made film stuff, is that sometimes the stuff that really matters the most is the hardest to talk about. So people would much rather talk about optimizing your thumbnails on YouTube than they would about making a better video because they don't know how to talk about making a better video. They only know how to talk about optimizing thumbnails and tags. Oh, so, tell me about the optimization oh. of the YouTubes. So yeah, that's 10%, but that's not 90%. 90% is how good your video is. I feel the exact same mm -hmm. way about finding a job. I could tell you some really specific tactical stuff about optimizing your emails, but guess what? That's 10%. 90% is being good at your job and actually being persistent with your networking though that's it yeah i mean if you're so, already professional you know it you know you the know game. this so, so if for amateurs or jumping through that you know um gap i think that's what you have to do get better at your things and like do the networking don't be lazy and do your research you know like really like and if you show that you're trying that will go a long way yeah we didn't even get to all the networking stuff, which we would love to do in another episode, but for now, I think we're going to stop here. And if you are a film professional in another part of the world or in this part of the world, we'd like to hear. We'd like to hear what your experiences have been. So let us know.